Dizzler, and welcome to Passes Prime Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by... Zach Dizzler. Steve Dizzler. Mike Dizzler. Age order. Age order. Age appropriate. That's the way it should be. Now, you know, we always start off with who or what is past their prime. So what I wanted to... Th- uh, what I thought about would be, if LeBron leaves the Cleveland Cavaliers, will they be past their prime because he will no longer be their Absolutely. main attraction, main go-to-see guy? That's not really a question, right? That's a, that's more of a statement. Of- it, is, it is it is a statement, but we, we were... Uh, Especially the, lo- the roster they'll be left with. I know, right? That's. I mean, I mean we know they have a top 10 draft pick. Yeah, he's but, the eighth pick. But the thing is... If LeBron and he like we talked about discussed this before, him and the owner still don't. Right. So LeBron's not going to do him any favors and say, no. "Hey, I'm staying. I'm going." Maybe you can package one guy, like say Kevin Love, and that that eighth pick mm-hmm. to get somebody to bring in. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna he's going to let him swing in the wind for a while. Mm-hmm. So which opens it up to a broader thing. You're LeBron James. Do you stay, or do I go? He wants to win another title. Right. He's not going to stay. That team is not good enough. And look, I know LeBron has gotten swept. They'll say that LeBron just got swept. Right. That was the worst, possibly the worst team ever to make it to the finals, plus LeBron James. The only other competition is that 2007 team that LeBron right. James also took an impotent Cavaliers team. Right. The only reason I think the 07 Cavs were, were worse was because at least this team had Kevin Love. Right. Uh, so LeBron has to go. And you said something very telling there. They're going to say LeBron got swept. Yeah. Not the Cavs got no, swept. not the Cavs. Because when swept. we talked about it before, it was always LeBron's great butt. Yeah. And, you know, it just it just continues. The narrative continues now with, right. with him. And, well, it's, it's ridiculous. Because imagine in the 90s, let's say Jordan had to go up against a team that had Elijah Wan. Oh, yeah. Barkley, P- Gary Payton. um, so you could throw in throw in Magic another, Burton. You could throw in, throw in another great player from right. Isaiah Thomas. Right. Say so they were all on one team, and if Jordan lost to them somehow, he'd be a failure. Right. Which Jordan also, and this is the point, and I don't mean to get into this conversation because this is the Jordan Lebron, but right, right. Imagine, like Jordan was always on the best team as well. Right. LeBron, and we've said this before, when he's been in the finals, for the most part, he's been on a worse team. Right. Going against the Warriors the last four years, a much better team overall, the way oh, they were built. Yes. Even when LeBron was in Miami, he had to go up against those great Spurs teams. Even his first ring when he had to beat the Thunder, who had Durant, Westbrook, and Harden. That's true. So, this three time... of them, the past five years, have been MVP candidates in the talks, and Harden won... For the second time in four years, right. the Players' Choice MVP, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if it wasn't OKC, if let's say that was the Lakers that had those three, mm-hmm. that team would still be together. But since it's OKC, they couldn't afford to pay, oh, right. and, the, and players wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. They would have found a way, like they're doing at Golden State, mm-hmm. to bring in Mikey's favorite player, Durant, on top of adding mm-hmm. you know, the guys that they've had. Just a quick question for me. Uh, <clears throat> is there a cap? In basketball, is there yeah, there's, there is okay. a cap. There's a cap. No, but, like Durant took like a pay cut, right? Right. Yeah. Right. But I think LeBron, if he stays with the Cavs, is due to make like thirty-five million, right. million bucks this more. year. You do get an incentive. Your, your teams do have the advantage of being able to keep because they can offer more money. But someone like LeBron doesn't need the salary right. from the teams. He gets so many more right. opportunities in in, in yeah. you know adverti- well, advertisements. And- like we also said it before, the NBA. 
Sneaker deals. Sneaker deals. You can't get them right. in, in baseball. Right. You're not going to get them in hockey. He's getting that Sprite money. Well, he's getting the Sprite money. Sprite money. Here's the thing about the NBA, too, and this is a big story that happened while we were on a bit of a hiatus. Right. Was that the Supreme Court allowed basically the states to make their own decisions on sports gambling. Correct. Uh, the NBA kind of led the charge yep. in lobbying for that. Right. That's going to be a boon. To all sports, and I, I'm making a quick prediction here, not to get us off track. No, go ahead. But I think within the next decade, you might see all four sports in Las Vegas. You already have two. Oh yes. I think baseball and especially basketball, if they want to be proactive, Mike, look at what happened this year with the Knights, the success that they had. You have football going there in two years. Yep. I think the hockey team going there right away was a huge thing. I don't mean to get us off track. No, but no, I think but it's true. If you look at when we were gone with with sports gambling now, because it's already a thing in New Jersey, because obviously, right? Uh, you know, I think Delaware legalized it as well. That's right. something huge to look forward. They're to all gonna going to do it, and that's going to be in the NBA is pro is proactive on this. Oh, absolutely. and so we're going to see caps go up. We're going to see salaries continue to go up. The sport is growing. Franchises price tags absolutely. go through the roof. Absolutely, I mean, you know, th- this is it's a big deal. If there's money to be made. They're they're only worried about like. <clears throat> licensing or things yeah. like that to get a piece of the pie because they feel it's like they're, mm-hmm. you know, so when they list, they don't say like Steelers versus Patriots, it's New England versus Pittsburgh because they have that right, mm-hmm. you know, to keep that name. So they want a piece of that, the NFL, and all teams are going to want that. But the NBA has always been more proactive when it comes to The NBA is more progressive anything. in its thinking, not just, and I don't mean that politically, I mean that more no, like it, they're more willing to adapt Probably more than any other major sport, right. the NBA is willing to keep up and allow their players to have personalities. And so to, to, to circle it back to LeBron, wherever he goes, that's going to be great for the city well, that he plays in. Look at he's how much the franchise place. was worth when LeBron right. was there to when LeBron leaves it. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars because of the brand of, of what he's got. Right Now, do you, Mike, do you <clears throat> think still less of Durant? Because he went and made that super team. Because we're talking about LeBron maybe going to and, and either starting a super team or joining another team. But you have a scenario where you'd like to see LeBron go. Well, or, my like dream scenario is that he would go to the Thunder, and the Thunder in this scenario also keeps Paul George. Probably gets rid of Carmelo because I would say with his skill level now and his price tag and everything, uh-huh. he's probably that's one of the worst contracts to have on your team now. But like. Then I would love for, this is obviously a dream scenario, to right. beat the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals to make it to the finals where you play the Celtics. So Westbrook beats Durant, LeBron beats Kyrie. That would be cool. But, I mean, I saw it even like uh, two days ago or something. Charles Barkley said that uh, LeBron, he made the super team, so now it's coming back to bite him. So it's like almost, a, but I don't agree. Like I don't think no. that he made the super team by any standard. I, think that, I don't think anybody he goes to that's not the like. Even if he goes to the Rockets, no other team besides the Warriors he'd go to would be to me considered a super team. And like so, I don't see. I couldn't fault LeBron with any team that he goes to, unless obviously the Warriors, which that would never happen. In the case that like he can go to whatever team and it still won't be the super team. Le- LeBron built had to build a super team because people forget that there was a super team in Boston at the time. Right. And there was also the LA Lakers where it had Shaq and, and Pau Gasol. And the Spurs. And the Spurs, right. There was like three already there were, in the there were, league. And LeBron to even compete, because again, this always comes back to oh, LeBron. 
you look at the other teams that were around the league, he couldn't get through Boston because Boston had, at the time, Garnett, Pierce, Pierce. Ray Allen. Ray Allen. So the uh, super team is kind of oh, – and yeah. Ray John Ron, absolutely. So the super team has kind of always been part of the NBA. Go yeah. back to the 80s when you had the Showtime Lakers right. and you had Magic. It's never been one – Guy right. in, in ever in, in my life and not knowing anything about basketball, it went like Lakers, mm-hmm. Bulls, Lakers. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew those mm-hmm. teams. And they had they were like a super team, and then it was LeBron, mm-hmm. the Lakers, Bulls, Lakers. Well, they were done by more though, either trades like or or drafting to come in. What what the players like Barkley and some of them say is, we didn't want to go to a team, right, where the competitor to, to to we wanted to beat that guy. And beat that team rather than go to that team. We wanted to be the one that was going to yeah, throw that work out for Barkley. But right, that's what I'm saying. And no offense to Barkley, great player. But how did that? He's work all out? famer and whatever. Yeah. It's a different mindset. But what's more important, like you know, too, is it money or championships? Or are they one and the same? Like LeBron doesn't need money. No, no. But because there's that six that Jordan's got that people look at. There's a five that Kobe has. And Kobe doesn't get talked with the Jordan as much as LeBron does. Well, I think any t- I think those two are head and shoulders above Kobe a little bit. I think there's a little bit of iconography. And Kobe was a great player. Right. I think Kobe was a, a little... But Kobe great. had Shaq. Kobe did have Shaq, absolutely. And then he know. didn't win again until they brought in Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol. And then they had exactly. Andrew Bynum and Trevor Ariza and Lamar Odom. Right. So, so those teams were really good <laughs> when Kobe won. And that's not to say, look, I'm not taking a no. thing away from Kobe's greatness. But when Kobe's a value, because he, he always five championships, well, three, he was the number two yeah. to Kobe. And LeBron, by the way, even when he had Wade and Bosh or right. when he has Kevin Love and Kyrie, there was no doubt he was number one. Well, don't forget, LeBron still gets, even though he won in Miami, they say, hey, they won without you. Because Dwayne Wade won before. Correct. So they're saying he had to, Correct. He, he built this team, but he said the base, you know, people say, well, Wade was already there. It was more like Wade bringing in LeBron. Correct. And then getting Bosch that's, to come. That's the perception. Right. But but they, they still, you know, people that critics to him say, look, well, he had to go to a team that already had somebody, LeBron, too. Like, he, Wade had to bring him in. Wade, though, said yet, from the beginning, LeBron is the... Alpha. Oh, yeah. And, and Wade knew it. And to, to Dwayne Wade's great credit, he is a megastar himself. Right. And he, though, knew that LeBron was better, and he submitted himself oh, to being yeah. the second player, which he deserves a lot of But I'm talking for. more about the haters no, I, of I LeBron. Agree. You know I, I mean, agree. we agree around his table. That, right. You know, if you're going to pick a team, even though now, you know, at, at his age... Mm-hmm. No guy, no GM is going to say, uh, you know, as a free agent that could afford to Where would you want to see him go? We don't want him. This off, because this, this now, the NBA does this so great is the transaction offseason. This is better than, oh, this is major season. I couldn't even, last season it was only like Gordon Hayward. And and I was still like, I couldn't, I was refreshing my phone, going to Twitter, refreshing the feed to see where he was going. Like the NBA does this better than any other sport. They're very, where would you want to see LeBron go? You know, if you could, if he could go anywhere. If he could go anywhere. As LeBron fans around the table, I would I would love to see him stay and then build you know still stay right, but he's not going to stay there. I but don't then think how could that even happen? Like how could right. he even unless remain? you like dismantle the team? Like you know he did put some of these guys together and get big money for it. J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson right. to make it very difficult. Uh, they traded Andrew Wiggins. They brought in Kevin uh, Love. Kevin Love. Yeah. So you know some of this is his doing because he wanted, but he did win one with them. He did. With a very undermatched team still, 
beating the down seven, three, three and nine Warriors. Down back three, three, one. three yeah. to one. Down three to one. Exactly, Mike. So if if I'm LeBron, I've got to look at the whole picture. I mean, to me, if he goes to the Lakers, he's got to deal with yeah. if, if they keep uh, Lorenzo Ball. Yeah. Right. Then he's got to deal with the dad. Are they going to keep with that? Would that work there? I like Mikey's scenario if they could get it, but I don't think he'd go to OKC. He's been small, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I also don't think OKC is keeping Paul George. No, they, I don't think that I don't think they can like afford my, to do that. No, yeah. it's a look. If it was a perfect world, I wouldn't even uh, mind him see him going to New Orleans. He's got Anthony yeah, Davis, yeah. Boogie Cousins. They resign him. You add LeBron. Yeah, Boogie to, Cousins to, yeah. to that I'm team. I'm really talking like a team because I, I at least. Like was thinking OKC because it's viable in some sense it's viable. I don't think you'd ever go, but I would love to see him on the Jazz with that kid. Uh, That's a, who is that kid? Donovan Mitchell. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. I was watching Mitchell play like this past postseason. I, no, I would love if he my, could go there and train the young talent. I don't think it would ever happen. My biggest but that would be away, like a dream. honestly, because the playoffs kind of worked out the way they thought we were. You know, look, there were some good rounds, everybody knew the, but everybody kind of knew from before the season. <laughs> right. Even even there was maybe some doubters because the Cavs got the four seed. They had a little bit of a rough season, but everybody kind of knew preseason it's going to be Cavs and it's going to be Warriors. Right. Everybody knew that. Right. My biggest takeaway, my favorite memories from this playoffs was watching Donovan Mitchell. He showed me that he's a megastar in this league, the way he played against um, when they beat the uh, Thunder in the first round and the way that Which he, nobody thought was going to happen. No, nobody thought it was going to happen. Nobody thought it was going to happen. And then the way he played so well against you know a much better Rockets team. Right. And to to bring it back and for Zach, if I could see LeBron go anywhere, I'd love to see him go to Houston. I would to I play would with buddy. to play with his and your friend Chris Paul. That would be awesome. Because look, Chris Paul is one of the great and Chris Paul gets this because he hasn't won, but then you look right. at his teams. Chris Paul and LeBron have been best friends. And Chris Paul finally has made it to a conference finals this right. postseason. Before it, he hadn't. So right. it was all Chris Paul can't do it. And we'll get into this later with your buddy Ovechkin. It's always the athlete can't do it, and then they do it. Right. You know, like Clayton Kershaw could never win a big game, and then he went to the world. Now, they didn't win it, but they he still win, but he got, he got them. Right. He pitched them two And he's still considered one of the best. Yeah. Right. And Chris Paul is kind of now the next. The, I, the, I watched some games. He, he looked great. If he didn't get hurt in game seven, right. that would be the thing, you know, would have, could have, should have, whatever, but I still think Golden State would have found a way. Yeah. Because the thing about Golden State is, that, like, when you watch them they play... They overwhelm you. They always get that big injury, though. Like, they got the year they played the Cavs in the finals when they lost it the first time. Kyrie was hurt. Everybody said yeah. that. Then last year, Kawhi got hurt. I mean, yeah, then yeah. this year, they, they, they always, that always follows the uh, warriors everywhere. It's the big player gets hurt at the wrong time for the other team, and they just kind of cakewalk. Well, they, they remind me of the Kings a couple of years ago. The, the LA Kings from the you know the late you know 2011, 12, 13, 14. When it was just it was so deep, you right. could not mm-hmm. you could not beat that team because they would find a way to beat. Right, their speed or position. They'd always be. They had four full lines. The Warriors, just the way that they were able to do it, it didn't matter if they were down 12, 15 in the second quarter, third quarter, because you knew they were about to go on a run. Because to beat the Warriors, you need to hit a lot of threes. But then what those threes create are transition the other way. Right. And good luck stopping the... the, If you're going to run and gun with the Warriors, 
good luck because Steph will get open, Clay will get open, Durant will get open. It's in an open setting to cover all right. three of those Just guys. Just think about that. Yeah. And you still have Draymond Green. You still and have Draymond Green. Green. I mean, there's so many things. Sean Livingston, Livingston was, a, was an all-star the bench. point guard. Exactly. Now he's coming off the bench. I mean, I know it's later in his career. But he was, for his size, right. the way he plays point guard, he's a matchup nightmare. Yeah, and if he adds 8, 10 points to a game, yeah. that, you know, that, you're not expecting him. Because we covered this guy. We got this guy yeah. covered. Curry wasn't hit, you know, let's say game three. Curry wasn't hitting yeah. anything. Clay Thompson wasn't hitting anything. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, two minutes to go, big three from Curry, mm-hmm. big three from, from Thompson, and they go up. And then it makes other teams, like, panic at that point. And right. speaking of panic, you know, with J.R. Smith in game one, that was a serious turnarounder right there. I mean, not knowing yeah. the deal. I mean, the look on LeBron's face was like, you got to be kidding me. But he should have put the ball right back up. It could have been blocked. You never right. know. Somebody could have called timeout with four and a half seconds to go. But it was just set the tone. I think the that, players were just shocked, like the fact right. that he didn't put it back up. I mean, look, even if they won game one, I think it would have been a little bit different of a series. But right. still, right. that... The well, Warriors too, because so... that that caused frustration, which caused LeBron to break his hand for the next three. Right, he that's punched the board, right? And, and he the... still got like almost a triple double every single game after that. He still played better than most players the, play in their career. The other thing, also, which Steve and I were talking about last night, is calls that oh, LeBron yeah. doesn't get. Like mm-hmm. everybody says, all oh, LeBron gets all the calls, but that that was game one. Mm-hmm. When they wanted to check to see if he was in the what do they call that the restricted, the restricted area, so remember like you know, down low and they go oh he wasn't in the restricted area but we're changing the 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 charge to a uh, a blocking foul on LeBron. All the games I watched with Michael Jordan, they would never have changed the call on Michael Jordan. That changed the game too. Mm-hmm. You get Durant at the line, Tied the it game. goes from a blocking foul to a to a. Um, it goes from a charge to a blocking block. foul on LeBron, and you're like, you're looking at one thing, mm-hmm. but then you change it to something else. And Did they reverse the call during they, the game? They yeah, they reversed the it right at the, the call during the game. How's that a thing? Well, they, they have uh, replay within they the last, replay two, minutes, in the last yeah. two minutes. They have a replay within the last two minutes. Uh, when they do their two-minute, like their stupid ref thing with the last two minutes, and they say, and when they say it shouldn't have been a thing. Uh, the refs, you know, because they always do the two-minute evaluation after the game. Oh, yeah, they, they did rid of the been, refs in a couple yeah, of they, things. Yeah, they rid, and it's like, but... Well, they also said that Draymond Green had a lane violation on the second free throw, yeah. that it should have been called, that he, he he stepped in a lane before the ball touches the, you know, touches the rim or whatever. He had, he, he left too early and it stepped into the lane. So that could have been called against him, too. And given another free throw on the one that uh, Hill missed at the, oh, at the wow. end. Oh wow! I didn't even so hear that, about that. that. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 was a whole bunch. Yeah, of... so th- there was. I think they said that they were okay to do the the charge block thing, but to me, it's nonsense. If you call it, you're looking one thing. That that means in like the NFL, you can say, oh, you know what? We thought uh, this guy was off sides for the Patriots, but no, you know what? The Giants guy was, you know, was holding or something. Right. So. It, it, you can't, you're not going to change a call. When we look like back that. at the series, you know, we typically boil it down to moments like in 2016, LeBron blocking Iguodala off the Right, that board. was huge, yeah. You know, well, we remember this series as J.R. Smith. Right? Oh, I think. Right, yeah, I guess. I think that, so. Uh, that when we remember this series. But, I mean, quick, like. Or what about in game four when LeBron just went off on the whole bench? That might be a moment, too. I, 
I think if you had to encapsulate his frustration in one picture. Well, I think yeah. that you're going to encapsulate it's the meme. moment LeBron yeah. was leaving. Yeah, it's yeah. just like when he went off on his bench, like with the last minute. And then the when he period. left, I mean, he did, like when he left, like with a minute or so to go, he's hugging out and then he just left. I mean, yeah. that was it too. I can't, I don't want to see it. I don't want to know about it because I got to hear about it again. Because uh, well, can everybody will put this on him <laughs> and it's impossible to do, it's like I said, if, if jo- imagine Jordan didn't have Pippen and he didn't have, let's say it was just Jordan and Steve Kerr. Steve right. Kerr was a good player, but just imagine right. it was Jordan, Steve Kerr, and Tony Kukoc going up against Gary Payton, oh. Akeem Olajuwon, uh, let's give him Penny Hardaway, and let's give him, uh, you know. Just throw all the, any great players. Charles any, Barkley. Right. Put all four of those guys on one team, and Jordan had Steve Kerr and Tony you know, Kukoc uh, trying to beat those four. Isaiah then you, Thomas, I sure. or, you know, any great players from the nineties, put them all on one team, put Jordan on the other, and see what what happens. Could do. The, LeBron is the best player in the league. Put the second and third best players on. Like I think it's fair to say, Durant and Curry are oh, two God. and three in the league. Probably Absolutely. Durant number two, Curry number three. Absolutely. You put Clay Thompson, who's probably in the top fifteen. Oh, I would. Draymond say. Green, who's in the top twenty, and you're maybe you, even higher. Maybe There's a yeah. lot of. Some GM said, look, if I had to pick, I'm drafting, and Draymond Green's there and Clay Thompson's there, I'm taking Draymond Green because he can do more. He can play in the paint. He can hit threes outside. And he's His so defense. unselfish. And the thing, though, he's like, so unselfish. the thing that the Bulls, and I don't want, because I want to get to the hockey too no, in a sec. The thing about um, the, Bull, the Bulls and the Golden State Warriors, although I see a big comparison, is they play tremendous team defense. Yeah. They play defense like. Not only they're scorers and they come down and like, okay, you score, we know we're going to score. They hound you. How many times did Cleveland get beat on back cuts, wide open jams that there's mm-hmm. nobody, these switches that they made left guys wide open. You're like, mm-hmm. what? It never happens against, you don't get really a lot of easy buckets against Golden State. They got a lot of easy buckets against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. A lot of easy buckets. But I want to bring up, Mike, with uh, with Ovechkin winning now with the Caps, and we're talking about LeBron. Mm-hmm. Does this put him now up in the, move him up further on the list? Because there was always like, well, yeah, but he never won, he never won. Like a lot of athletes get like LeBron. Is, yeah, I mean, he did always, he move up on that list of great players now since he's got that cup? Uh, well, I think is he always because to, to your point, he's always with the oh he's great, but he can never get past right, the second round. Right. He's great, but he'll never get a Stanley Cup. He's great, right. but he's a scorer. He can't lead his team. So that I think the Stanley Cup will give him more. I don't want to talk like this like he's a bad player at all. But no, I, I think that he would get the credit that he deserved almost like already when people looked at his career when it was done. Whether he won or not, I feel like people would just have to look at it, his stats, his goal-scoring abilities, like what he could do on the power play. I think he would have already gotten the credit, but people would always have the butt. Right. Now I think right. he's going to get too much credit and too much. Yeah. He's going to be put above players because he has the well, same. Who else on the team? Oshie? Yeah, TJ Oshie, yeah, Nicholas yeah. Backstrom. Right. There's like, uh, there's a lot. I mean, Holpe, he yeah, was doing. Right. I, I think goal. that save in game two, that no, that sweeping was, save, that was yeah. an unbelievable save. Wide right. open net. Did you see the save? No, I didn't. The save was incredible. He's leaning one way. Yeah. He turns totally the other way, puts a stick out, wide open net. It looks game, like and it was, it, was prime. it was the last yeah. minute of the third <clears throat> period too. That would have tied the game for right. the Golden Knights bringing overtime. And he just saved it right away, and that was wow. it. And it was, and that was the, uh, 
Like, that was the whole, like, game-changing... Like, that was the series, too. They stole a game at Vegas' home. They stole a game there, and then that kind of right. led the... But I think... <clears throat> I think now Ovechkin almost is going to get too much... He's Now he's the Stanley Cup champion. Right. Now he's doing whatever. He's going to... People are going to blow him up better than he is. I think he's just a natural goal scorer. What do you think I think about? he's just amazing. Do you, do you agree? Because you watch hockey. You... Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with him. I think, if anything, now he's going to be overrated. I think that... Ovechkin well, locked into a really yeah. I think he locked into a really really good team. He just happened to stick with them right, long right. enough for them to build something that's around. Him. I think he deserves credit. though. He does. deserve credit. But he, the, LeBron James, he is not. No, yeah. He's I don't want. He's more Sidney Crosby. Is he Sidney Crosby? Sidney Crosby. What do you mean? Is he Sidney Crosby's the LeBron James of hockey? Yeah, and I would still not put Ovechkin anywhere near Crosby because Ovechkin's a natural goal scorer. Crosby will. Lead your team. He can do anything. He'll get the pass. He'll get the moves that nobody can do. He has the hands. He has the eye. He can read every play. Ovechkin's just going to be like a bully to you. He will. He was, he's got speed. He does have strength of the way, and he can just will the puck past you. Is he you. Jonathan Tay's uh, Kane pl- type player? Is he, I would say, if anything, I would compare him to Patrick Kane. Ovechkin, in the sense that, like, Kane is not the captain of that team. I would say that more of a leader on that team is Nicholas Backstrom, even though Ovechkin wears the C. Right. I think that was just almost done just so Ovechkin will stay. Yeah, Which, to your credit, too, like Ovechkin, the one thing he did, he stayed with the team. He didn't like, you know, like, right. going back to Duran House. He didn't do, he wasn't like the, oh, I'm the second or third best player in the league. I'm going to go play with Sidney Crosby and be like, you know, one and two in that punch. Like, right. he stayed with his team. He let them get better players. Right. They got a new coach a few years ago with Barry Trotz, and they got, you know, Holpe. He was a con, uh, con Smythe, not Con Smythe. He was the Vesno uh, candidate not too long ago. So he stayed with a good team. He he uh, the he did beat a lot of good teams, but I think everybody was always looking at the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, look at what they're doing. Look at how right. they did. If you go what the Capitals did, they, they always, they were down in every series. They beat the Blue Jackets, who, like, caught uh, went steam at the end of the, the season and got into the playoffs, they did pretty well. But then they beat the Lightning, who everybody was poised to say, this is the team to beat. Right. They're the Stanley Cup favorites. Mm-hmm. And they beat the Penguins, who were going for the three-peat, mm-hmm. who, can, who kept the same team that they've had the past two years. So they could have done it again if they want, you know. So I feel like it was, like, almost a Cinderella story that nobody was paying attention to because of the yeah. Golden Knights. Yeah, but I would—it's more the team. What's like? How many years did we just pay attention to the Capitals and nothing happens? It's yeah, like, you know, it's like. And then it became—it's uh, funny. This year they became more of a joke than anything. I was hearing more of the oh, they'll never get past the second round. Than well, any didn't other they get? Year. They, well, they got down in every round. Yeah, they, so it felt like oh, here it is again, and that yeah, was—that right. was the feeling on. The, the talk show that oh well this is what the Caps do they're gonna lose they're not gonna yeah. do but this. you give him a little bit more credit for staying like you talked about it I, yeah then, I give him credit for leaving staying. the team and saying hey, you know what I I can go to the Kings maybe yeah. I can go to the Blackhawks I can go you know, like you said maybe you know any play team, with Cro- I would I mean I'm a Rangers fan he's a divisional <laughs> rival I would take Ovechkin any team would take Ovechkin because he's going to get you forty goals I mean, a season right if he's he was, amazing he's a natural goal scorer like he's amazing but I think like. He will get more credit, like I said. Like he'll be looked past other players because of the Stanley Cup, but he still deserves it. He des- he's deserving right. of this cup. Right. But I like to your point. I wouldn't put him in the. He gets overlooked like LeBron sure. in a sense. We don't have to do but, that. You know, no, yeah. Like because here's what we do in sports. The guy can't do it. Oh, he hasn't won it. Peyton Manning. Right. Pey- and when Peyton Manning finally won it, 
they weren't the number one seed that year. I don't think they actually had to go. They for the I think if I remember correctly, they had to. They had they used to have like the bye every right, year, and they right. lose like that for. But then the year they won it in '06, Peyton Manning and the Colts were playing in the division. Right? Yeah, they had to go through New England. New England, um, New England you know, you know. But they, they when they finally did it, it wasn't like it was expected. But then right. finally. They won. They won the they first won, Super Bowl. They won and we all. do this with everybody. We do this with LeBron in baseball. It's Kershaw now. I yep. mean, like whoever it is, they can't do it. They can't. Oh well, then they did it because there's yeah. so many outlets to talk about it. And right. So, like you know, even podcasts. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean, but I try to give the guy the benefit of the doubt or the credit more than like like with LeBron or Ovechkin. They're mm-hmm. still great to see play the game, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? We we say, oh my God, LeBron, you can't win, but. You're seeing something that you've never seen before. A guy this big, mm-hmm. you know, LeBron doing what he does. Ovechkin staying with his team. I think he's been there 12 or 13 years and every yeah, year here. And, yeah. You know, we went, we went most points in the league. We got the champions or whatever they call that trophy, the, yeah, the, the president's trophy. Yeah. The, oh, the, the president's, the president's trophy, yeah. most points. This is their year. Knocked down. Knocked down again. They've done it. You know, knocked down against teams that were inferior that beat them, you know. And then all of a sudden... He did when I saw them win it. Look like no, he man. I can exhale though now. You know what I mean? Because that's got a way. That up. was the, young, the guy who took the literal monkey off right, his back. Right, because uh, it was who, Montana, Montana, right. Montana. And now it's when Steve he was young. there was that there's that image who was right up there. Yeah, right? a little yeah. bobblehead of him. Steve Young well, in '95. Which teammate literally to yeah right took the monkey Says, off get my his monkey back. off the back exactly. Because this is, you know, it's like and in your com- that was everywhere. Like his face winning the cup, like it was because every, everybody knew this is he. To me, it's like Lundqvist is like number one. Well, at least now there's no dispute that Lundqvist is number one. But Ovechkin was the best player in the league without the Stanley Cup, right. and that's like how you know. Now I'm saying it goes to Lundqvist in that sense. But like everybody in the league even knew every even. Like, because, you know, we were talking about, like, Twitter. Twitter is a good source of information from players, especially because you follow them, all their personal accounts. All these personal, like, players, not, like, you know, teams or, like, these players are tweeting, oh, we're so happy for a veggie. And everybody in the right. league recognized that this is a guy who deserved right. it. And he has So he died. is, like, kind of, like, not, like, considered, like, a, like, a no, for anything. No, I don't People think. really like. I mean, yeah. Henrik Lundqvist said, like, good for... He was, like, Nicholas Backstrom, Ovechkin, one of the deadliest, like, most deserving duos in the entire NHL. I'm happy they... Well, I don't think Lundqvist dislikes anybody. But, no, yeah, he's, like, one of the not, nicest dudes like, in the was, world. But, like, not, yeah, that's, that's true. Hockey players also support hockey players. They're very, very... And, like, to I think generally when other players... The, the, we should listen to the players more than we listen to the talking heads because right. they play against these guys. Absolutely. And when they like someone like Ovechkin or whoever, like they always come to those players' defense. Like LeBron, right. when another player is being trashed in the league, he'll always have that player's right. back. And I, you know, I agree with that 100%. You know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, I was just there. more too. This is also going to be like you're saying now. Like, if I thought even if he finished his career without being. And a Stanley Cup champion. He was a Hall of Famer. But now, any doubt, right, any dispute, he's 100% right, locked in. Right. But I think this is also going to be looked over. Nicholas Backstrom, who has been on the team just as long as Ovechkin. Right. He's been the alternate captain to his captain for years. Yeah. He's always been like, people always say, Ovechkin couldn't be as good. Because Nicholas Backstrom is one of the best assist man passes in the league. He has one of the best eyes. He's the one who can give the puck to Ovechkin to do what he does. He never had a Stanley Cup until this point. I think he's very deserving of it. 
So that's like it's more so to this point like Ovechkin's gonna get like the the press right now. He's doing it all, but I feel like Backstrom did Oshi, Captain America a few years ago, twenty fourteen yep, right. Sochi Olympics. Like I right. think he was very deserving. I wanted him to win it with the Blues, but I'm happy Oshi got one. Like I'm more happy for the team. Like I'm, you know, I'm a hockey fan. Right. I was rooting. I was rooting for the Vegas Golden Knights just because I wanted to see that story. But I just, re- I was, I'm happy for the Capitals. I mean, in this sense. And like, going back, I didn't mean to cut you. No, no, I was just saying I'm and, happy. For and going players. back to what you said earlier too, with the Knights doing as well as they did. Oh yeah. Showing that you can get. People to support everybody's like, well, no, who's going to go to a hockey game? That was the Vegas? worry. That's who's and that go? was my skepticism at and first. They had raucous. It's if the product's good, people will come. exactly. And had they won Vegas, let's say, oh yeah, that would be a movie in the like miracle that they did for the eighty hockey team. I mean, they were five thousand, I think, to one to get to win the Stanley Cup. Can you imagine or five hundred or some, mm-hmm. some crazy number? It was, it was by the end of it, it was uh, like one to twelve hundred. That, that would be a return. They were concerned yeah, about. Yeah, I, I mean, it was just incredible. You think about it; they're, they're most points in the West, right? Uh, Pacific Division. Pacific uh, Division, right? That fifty-eight wins or something like yeah, that. The, I mean, they're most like wins as an expansion team for like road wins and like home wins and yeah. like a season. And you just hope that it for them it continues. You know, I mean, because yeah. you'd hate to have it like well, the, the way out, I see but... too, like it, it can only be good for the Knights in the sense that all right, they made it to the Stanley Cup final, so there's like this is an expansion team. You're always worried, people. Okay, who wants to come to this new team? They, right. You can go. They're they're win now team, so players are still attracted to them. They have these are all like reject players as they love to boast. So they have a lot of cap space for free agency, right. and they're guaranteed. I think the sixth pick in the draft, so they're going to be a, still contenders. Right. So that's like. You know, you're a player and out there now. Vegas, out of nowhere, became a viable option if you're a free agent. And if like, you're young and single, exactly. <laughs> Living in Vegas isn't a bad. Uh, the reason bad Tyler Sagan, who was amazing, like a really, really great player, young town, who's still great in the league. He, the reason he got traded from Boston was because he was the only player who was like a young guy who was going out there worried about us partying too much, you know, all this stuff. The team was a bunch of more family guys. They all had family. They they shipped him off to Dallas. He's a star. They always say Boston lost that trade. It was stupid. It was this or that. But, like, you know, now these young players who are like, no, I don't need to sell that. I can go to Vegas. I can exactly. I can gamble. I can be out of it. I can be on a strip. I also, it's a team. I'm not going to be the worst in the league. They made it to the finals. Like, uh-huh. Vegas right. really cemented themselves as, like, a, a team in the yeah. NHL. I think Yager's just sad he couldn't play for them. Yager's Yager, Yager to go. Yager's still coming. I need to go to Yager to go to, go to KHL. Yeah, well, Yager's been playing in KHL forever. He still might come. He didn't count out an NHL return when they asked Gambling debts is gambling debts. And just to go back to Gold State for one second, they're already picked next year to yeah. win to win it all again nice. because they're just like that super team where it's open I think in every other sport it's wide open I mean New England is closed but they're still you know in, in football they're always picked up but I think it's a consensus that Golden State is the where I don't think the Capitals are going to be considered it next no. year or no. or uh, Philadelphia even is one of the favorites for the next year for the football but the consensus of all teams right. is Golden State if we could just put a ball on the conversation between both, is it's always based on like one or two players, but truthfully, the best teams always do it. Right. So LeBron is still by far the best player in the NBA. Right. But the Golden State Warriors were by far a better oh, team. Oh man! Absolutely. The Capital, the Penguins. You know, Sidney Crosby's probably the best player still in the league, yeah. but the Capitals had a better team. 
this year. Right. That took a you very know? long time to build. Right. And it got to where it was. And I think that, you know, uh, Ovechkin is thoroughly raided and we're we're done there. So I'm happy maybe next year not hearing about it. Ovechkin doesn't have his doesn't ring. Have you the, know, so doesn't maybe have the, just, the, the, the ring and whatever. Yeah, I can dispel the whole, like, <laughs> oh, he's... I feel like now this point is going to shift now to the... Uh, the tension's going to shift now to the Lightning. Because this is a team... Because the Lightning have been uh, in contention for the past few right. years, obviously, just like the the Capitals. The Capitals have been in contention so long, they were in contention, then they fell off a few years, and they right. came back into contention, but still the same players, basically. So now they're going to be combat, but I think it's going to go to like, okay, well now look what they did in the East. Now what about the Lightning? They make the Comet Finals every year. They have Steven Stamkos. They're like, he's deserving that. I'm just going to, I'm ready for them. Who... I'm ready for the conversation in the NHL to shift it. Who's the next Ovechkin? Who's right. the next one who's going to win it after not winning it for years? I just wanted to ask you, getting back to LeBron, when we talked about super teams. Would you like to see him in Houston? Do you think that with Chris Paul to get that, would that be a place? Or would you think, I'm going to go west, I'm going to go to the Lakers, I mean LeBron, or, or would you like to see him stay in Cleveland? Because I don't, I don't think you... you I, I don't, I mean, it doesn't I know you're like, a guy who lo- doesn't like change. Much. I don't like change, but it really doesn't seem like Cleveland's doing right by him, right, you know? Right, uh, right. Um, so I, it would be fair for him to leave. I would love to see him and Chris Paul uh, right, when but right. Stephen was talking about this actually last night. And um, you, when you have two, not that the egos are huge, but two players that don't really, you know, have been the guy on the team, how that's going to work together. So I, uh, I, I would love to see it for Chris Paul, and I think that they could probably work well together because they're friends. Zach, not to interrupt, know. but we are joined by a, a special guest because sure. we're gonna we're gonna switch from sports to a little entertainment because summer movie season is coming. So, uh, you want to just say who you are, uh, please, ma'am? I don't know if I should have to introduce it's, myself. It's our uh, Melissa Dizor, our entertainment reporter, has joined the. Uh, <laughs> Join our discussion. We're gonna we're gonna make some we're gonna make that turn from sports to summer movie season. Now, there's a couple that I wrote down. A natural here. transition. What were we just talking about? We were talking it's about LeBron James. LeBron, LeBron okay, James. So from one blockbuster, one blockbuster James, to another. Well, LeBron is a blockbuster. <laughs> well, you can like connect it in the sense that you can connect it in the sense that you're talking about NBA and one of the big movies, Uncle Drew. Big NBA stars coming in, and that's a big summer movie. <laughs> Uncle Drew that's is a big uh, one. That's the superhero movie I'm most looking forward to this summer. There's another superhero movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah. Are we excited about Paul Rudd I'm and uh, yeah. Angeline Lilly? Is that... Is yeah. that uh, yeah. I, 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 I really like... lighter movie. <laughs> you really I, liked... I really like the first one. I, li- I like it a lot, but uh, you know, not to spoil Infinity War. I don't know how this is going to work. I mean, it takes well, they're doing before. it before. Okay. That's that's nice. that. So, so I'd say release movie. it before. That's but, what I was yeah. saying. Like, if they should have switched the releases. Would have Infinity War come out that's, this month. That's and, weird that Marvel well, would have they did an oversight. On purpose, so it'd be like after you see this depressing movie, you can go and see you know a bit of a, a funner one. Yeah, it's Paul Rudd. I get, yeah, but I mean, I mean, I understand. I think they should have done it the other way too. But I mean, I I love Michael Pena, his character. I'm, I'm excited for that. I think it's going to be well done. Can we be oversaturated though with all these movies? I am. There's so many. Like with, we have the Wonder Woman with the Justice Whole League. There, that's a Marvel as opposed to DC as opposed to Marvel. 
Are there too many superhero movies? Yeah, and not yeah. just yeah. 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 Because too I'm many worried. shows. Only just saying this because well. I don't want Stephen to get upset. Minus the uh, Incredibles coming out, which is a superhero. Yeah, movie. I can't wait for that. No, no, so no, that's, no. that's and Uncle that's, Drew. That's, I'm excited for Uncle Drew and the Incredibles. Those are the two superhero movies I'm looking forward to. We we are in a really really weird situation right now where I'm thinking now we have both too much Marvel superhero movies uh-huh. and too much Star Wars. These are things that I never thought as yeah. a kid I'd say yeah, I never yeah, thought I don't want but Star Wars like, too, too much especially with Infinity War not that it, it was a really well done movie. It reminded me of like like almost like the longest day when you have 50,000 big right. marquee actors in a movie and they're all over the place and you see them for five minutes. But now it's like the stakes were so high mm-hmm. you can't top this and then if you do it's just going to feel like more of the same so they kind of painted themselves into a corner yeah. and the same thing with star wars what we're seeing with with solo now it's too much of a good thing if it's not well executed people are not going to show up i loved and you guys know this i saw the avengers how many the original one i think like six times you, yeah years. you saw it a lot i was, I was, it I was so excited for it but after a while, like, I kind of, like, hit my, you know, like, I think they did it so well, and I was kind of, like, almost done for a while, to the point where I don't really care about seeing every single one of them together. I, I just don't. I don't have the appetite. Melissa, when you go to these, does it have to be a story, too, or these, these superhero movies, are they so just much I like, stuff they throw against the wall, like, like uh, the special effects? or because they actually, you know, like... They, they did the right thing that I love is they actually followed the comics, which I'm really disappointed in DC because they just, they suck right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're trying to come out with all these other movies. They want to emulate Marvel with, like, how they did the, the universe. But the thing that Marvel did was they planned this out for a really long time. Great. So, like, yeah, there's movies. some movies, like, point. I don't care so much for the standalone movies. Like, I'm, I'm fine when it's, like, the event Because, yeah, once you have the Avengers, like, I don't care that it's, you know, you're going doing the, this on your own, Captain America. No, get the freaking Avengers. Right. Like, you know, you made the Avengers movie. That, that was what you were leading up to. After that, I don't need any more standalone yeah, films. Yeah, that's a good point. That, you know, uh, but the Avengers, yeah. I enjoyed it because, you know, they, they gave me what, what comic book fans want. They listened to the comics, they listened to the fans, and they put that in there. And I thought that that, that was great. Your if point, it wasn't though, like that, I would have been pissed. The point you made that was the best. And the difference between the Marvel and the DC ones are Marvel, everything Marvel's doing, they planned out they planned years, years ago. In and if you look at their, if you look at what the MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe's like plans were, mm-hmm. they're executing on it. This was, you saw this chart in 2008 where they started with Iron Man and the yeah. Hulk and it what they were building out. up to. The only thing that they didn't anticipate was getting Spider-Man back. That was always mm-hmm. in cuz Fox had Spider-Man it's for fun, a while. Yeah. The only thing they didn't anticipate, but then they wound up working him in mm-hmm. was and they did a good job because what and what DC just did was oh Marvel's doing that. Let's well, let's do let's it. Do it. Yeah. And you but can't no do way. that. They and that's why the movies are hard. They threw everything at it. So it wasn't good. Kevin Feige the the Marvel's executive director of the cinematic universe seriously thought this out in phases. Yeah. And you can look at this that I can't think of any other franchise that has taken 10 years and thought we can put X movies out. They're going to, and, and betting on the success and to Disney's credit, there were some small missteps, but for the most part, they're all pretty well-made movies 
they found the right actors for these movies, and it works. In, in ten mm-hmm. years, this works. It's just now we start at phase one, and we're here now. Everything built to this point, I don't know how you go just past yeah, this. Yeah, yeah I don't see point, past I don't Avengers know what's 4. Because Avengers 4 comes out mm-hmm. directly like a year after Infinity Wars did, and like, as we all not like spoiling anything about Infinity War, just we all know that it ends on like, because uh, inve- Aven- well, Avengers four to <laughs> Avengers four spoiler, was originally you gotta say spoiler. Right? No, well, if I'm you not read saying the comics. It's not that much of a spoiler. Avengers right? four <laughs> was originally Infinity War Part two. Like that was the original right. title of it before it changed. So everybody knew like before this movie came out that it was leading to there's a second part. That's all I'm trying to say. Like there's more to this movie than in just Infinity War, even though it's not a part one and part two anymore. Avengers four is gonna end it. I don't say you go past that. Like, really at all after this, uh, as, like, more is going. But to more of what Melissa was saying earlier, they painted themselves in the corner. Like, they do such well-made movies. They are great and amazing. But it's like, you can't do these team-up movies anymore. And, and then, then do, an do a show. So, yeah, do an yeah. individual. Like, because I remember watching Thor The Dark World, which came out after, yeah. like, Avengers. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's stakes that, like, these aliens are attacking, like, London. And it's like, if they succeed, like, the whole world like earth could be destroyed as we know it but it was just thor himself and i'm like this is like, this is a world now? ending thing why we're not the avengers there and i get well, it you know what it is the yes, whole, again, the con- the whole the was stuck in traffic the during that one so he was trying, no, to, get Norton was trying to get back <laughs> into the franchise yeah. oh, that's God. what happened they all had their problems captain america's flight was delayed yeah. he wanted yeah. to yeah. the thing i know this is where this is where disney was smart though they looked at thor and they said that movie Bomb. They considered that to be the... It didn't bomb, but it was considered to be the low point of the series. Yeah, the and then world. every other one after that, besides Black Panther, you have another Avenger showing up. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense that half yeah, of them are in the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Black Panther, I will say, was such a well-made movie in general that, like, that is... You can watch it as a that's standalone. A stand, yeah, that's you cannot, a You can have not seen any of the movies, going back to Iron Man 1, and still just enjoy Black Panther. That's yeah. the last one I saw, the superhero movies, was Iron Man 1. No. I haven't seen any <laughs> of the other. You feel like I just like like no, yeah. so the last time I saw one was Jeff Bridges was the bad guy. Right, okay. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But how Very good, good is it? Like, are the scripts Seriously. great? Like, Most I always go back to this. Oh, yeah, they're following the comic book, like you talked about, Melissa. But Terrence you also Howard have also great actors. In Rose. This. I mean, you've got Robert Downey Jr. Right, you've got uh, Jeff Bridges. Uh, you know, they're not bringing in just. Would it have worked if you had like? Well, yeah. no one's yeah. in this. No. Did it need no, the superhero not. movie or the franchise need what I've always the big star to make this go? What I've always read from these movies is that the making, believe it or not, the making of these Marvel movies are like, they said Thor Ragnarok, like the director said, was like 80% improv. Like, most of this, there was, I was like reading an interview, Jeff Bridges was like, yeah, most of the days on set... For Iron Man 1, everybody would be out there and ready, and then me and Robert Downey Jr. would be in the trailer thinking of the lines that we were going to say in the next scene, like the next hour of film. So, like, it couldn't have worked if you didn't have these guys. Because yeah. I trust Jeff Bridges. He's a good that He could come up with some good stuff to say that works. It's not like I trust any guy just to be like, I couldn't do what they did. I'd say the strength well, of all yourself. of this. Well, yeah. The strength of all this, no joke. Lands at Robert Downey Jr.'s feet. 100%. Oh, 100%. Because 100%. If, if it didn't work, 100%. He, set, he set the tone for all these movies. 100%. And he couldn't be more right. The, the great thing about the Marvel movies is there's a lot of humor to them. And it's not like, okay, there's a couple of moments in Infinity where you're like, this 
you don't need a joke here, but they are they're quick, they're witty, they're but genuinely fun. They have a soul, and to, that's Robert Downey. To your point, yeah. though, a lot of these guys weren't really big stars before it. Right. Chris Evans wasn't a big movie star. Right. right. Chris Hemsworth wasn't really. They've become. Mega well, it doesn't sense. help that they're soft on the. I mean, they're right. soft yeah, on the yeah, eyes. Yeah, these two guys yeah. too, so and that helps. Well, he's like to look at them. Other than right, right? other part than Downey, Johansson was probably the only <laughs> real big right. star that right. was in these. But to your point, this needed to work with Iron Man's personality being captured in the sense that they were trying to do for this. I can't think of anybody else who could have played. Not just Iron Man, but the Tony Stark piece of it, which is the more interesting piece of it, than Robert Downey Jr. Right. Because he's so... Unless you, no, you, I definitely agree. And they took a big chance on him at the time. They did. You know, at the time, it, a lot of heat was on him. And, and that, just so you know who Tony Stark is, he is a man who is consumed by alcoholism <laughs> and squaring the fact that he's... Both an arms dealer, right? Yeah, so right. Robert Downey Jr. because he came up with the, the Iron Man yeah. costume. Yeah, yeah, right. right. He's, right. I, yeah, he's I loose. mean, he Oscar, is Iron. But yeah. He's yeah. loosely based on two. On, yeah, Elon Musk, right? Yeah. Yes, that's who. Mm-hmm. When Robert Downey Jr. was researching the part, uh, he yep. spent some time with Elon Musk. He's basically a Bond villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and speaking of like with, with those those movies like that, they're also bringing the Equalizer Two is yeah. coming out. I'm excited Big for that. Mission Impossible Fallout. Is I that, actually want to see that, too. Isn't that like the seventh? What's Alex Baldwin doing in that? Alex Baldwin. He's the director of uh, um, the, the MIF. Because yeah. he's been in a couple of them. IMF. Impossible. Yeah, I, I, I've honestly seen all the Mission Impossible, so I'm going to have to do it. Oh, you've seen all the MIF? I've seen all the Mission Impossible. I didn't care so much for the last one, but I really this one looks good. Just an aside, what do we feel about Tom Cruise? Like, do we, is he, where is he? It's weird because Christian Bale said that he based his character for America's Psycho on Tom Cruise, and I understand it 100%. (laughs) So that's a little unsettling to me. I I think Tom Cruise is the last movie star. Just movie star. I think everyone but else sees it. No, I, that's a good point. But does he move the needle? Do people really see movies because of this person not, not, in the movie? Not, not anymore. anymore. Not, not anymore. anymore. But he has not changed. Where it's like, okay, so I, would, I would bring up Tom Hanks a lot. Tom Hanks is a personality that everybody likes, and and they they, they just like his personality, and then they'll see you stuff. Love with Tom him. You gotta love Tom Hanks. Tom Cruise, I think, be because he's a Scientologist. He's an enigma. He he'll come out and say the most bland stuff, like I like planes. And that's all you know about Tom Cruise. But you put Tom Cruise in a movie, he's always going to give you. He's a, yeah, he's always going to give you. The I've best. never, yeah, I, I've never disliked him. I have him. to say, <laughs> in Tropic Thunder, he was high. Cruise was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but that was also like 2008, right? And like, I, I wish he would have won. That was a success. Like, done some more funny stuff after that because he had the right. talent for Me it. Too. And that he just stays hysterical. in the same. He stays in the same niche thing where, like, he did the Mummy and he does this. He's got to be like the the badass like the hero, star. the action right. movie. And if he he's branched out, old, though, I just yeah. saw yeah. a movie last night with him that was. Really great, but I, I thought, wow, you're yeah, a little bit off this. The American yeah, yeah. Made? American Made, where he was the 80 flying Fun. drugs for the... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right, it right. It was really well done. I look at it and I go, I really like Tom Cruise. Tom yeah. Cruise also has a lot of baggage. Well, he well, yeah. look, he is a phenomenal talent, Tom Cruise. He's a phenomenal right. performer. Everything, look, his career going from, hell, 
uh, Jerry Maguire. Right. He, spent for, he could do pretty much every part. A Few Good Men, Born on the Fourth of July, you know, uh, Vanilla Sky. Is, what's the, the one? Sky, yeah, yeah. Vanilla, I, I think. No doubt the guy's got talent. He has he so really much does. talent. A Few Good Men, I, well, I, yes. I, got to, I think that was one of his best. I mean, that scene Absolutely. with him and Nicholson playing when you that, go that, toe to that toe, was awesome. When, sometimes, to me, what I mm. want to see in a movie is I want to see those scenes. Why right. I love The Departed so much is you have great actors going toe-to-toe in scenes, challenging each other. That's one of the best scenes in... In, in movies. In the, of all time. I'm telling you it's right just now. one-on-one. Because you know why, too? Nicholson. Uh, and I agree with you. You want to see actors go. But that's one of the films where Nicholson's not being... He's not Jack Nicholson. A yeah, lot like, of the movies that Jack yes. Nicholson does, mm-hmm. right. you're saying, that's just not Jack Nicholson being Jack Nicholson. He's totally the character. Right. Tom Cruise is like, you know, like... I'm. What he like how he is in the beginning of the movie like ah let it go who cares whatever to stand up to him Jessup right wasn't that his yes. name Colonel Jessup to stand up to him like that and have two like you're riveted no matter how many times I see that movie like I feel horrible for the end ending of those right. those two spoiler alert for those yeah. two guys but <laughs> I just I'm like holy Christmas, these guys are good it is one of the best movies it, I watch it every single time it's on and I know Marines that that go. Yeah, there's guys like Jessup, and you kind of follow that because he's so well, yeah, of course. It's so good. it's so good that movie. Have you yeah. seen that? Have you seen a few good men? I mean, like no, I've only seen the scene that everybody right, knows. but it's because like you know, college even classes like high school classes they make you study this just because. But that's how I know without knowing that it is one of the upper echelons. It's like, like an iconic scene. Everybody it talks really about it. It really is without yeah. even having to see the movie. To, to quote Stephen, I'd say that movie is. If anything, it's underrated. Yeah, it, is, it, it is 100% underrated. Also, too, like going to Tom Cruise, like, I don't have anything bad. Simon Pegg, because, you know, I love Simon Pegg and all that stuff. He right, always he's says, because he's in the Mission Impossible with him, he's like, he progressively throughout every movie, he does more and more and more of his own stunts to the point where they don't even oh, need yeah, anybody. Yeah, so sure. it's like, they say, like, at the end of the day, the shit that he could do, the way he's learning to drive those cars, the way he's actually jumping so, out yeah. of planes doing that. Like, like when, that's crazy. In the last Mission Impossible, when he's holding on to the side of the planes, it takes off. Mm-hmm. That was a real stunt. I think when he that did happens, American Made, he got yeah. hurt. Because he, he was doing one of the stunts and he got hurt in the last movie. Which yeah. Was, but, so, yeah, he's definitely so, a guy that goes They say all it's out. like he goes all out in his town. So they say, like, even on set with him, he plays practical jokes with everybody is that like he's a good guy it's just like he's not the guy you're gonna go see a movie for anymore right. not, but, but here's the thing I don't think anybody don't think moves really the needle anymore I don't think anybody I think we live in a time where there's just so many options and what matters more is kind of the content like for example the best show on TV period right now is Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones name anybody on that show well, I mean, Sean Bean, but that was sure. but that was the great thing about the show sure. is everyone thought that Sean Bean was going to be the James Gandolfini of that show. And exactly. spoiler but, like, exa- you know, <laughs> yeah. but also, is Sean Bean really a huge star? No, exactly. No, like, no. You, knew, you knew the name. I would say name. yes and no because he's always going to get the fan because of Lord of the Rings. You know that nerd sure. fandom? He's not like the big star, but because of Lord of the Rings... He had the following that because he's going to another nerd thing. I don't think know. anybody watched Game of Thrones because hey, Sean Bean's no. That's I mean, all I'm I can saying. say. Except I for maybe Dad, maybe Mike. I can, but I mean, I'm also like that. That's one person they'll watch. That's not that right. much. But I did because I, you know, why though too? Because I was as a kid, I didn't know anything about Game of Thrones. But I watched Lord of the Rings, and they're both similar. And I was like, oh, same actor, <laughs> same type of stuff. It's going to be the same <laughs> stuff. And I was in it. 
And it, it was not anything I expected, but Game of Thrones, the writing took it from there. It to, was great. To bring this back, you know, I'm going to get a little, little bit deep here. It seems like uh, sports more has marquee people, mm-hmm. where movies has lost that. Like, if you look at the past couple of years, it's either stars that were past their prime, like Robert Downey mm-hmm. Jr., who became something mm-hmm. big, right. unknowns, some of the best TV. No one heard of John Hamm before Mad Men. Right. And right. then he became a breakout from that. But that's know? right. That, exactly. So that's, that's, also, that's that, you know, it's a perfect Brian storm. Cranston you get a guy that... Brian Cranston right. Breaking right. Bad. Uh, you know what? Just to get to Tom Cruise, there's one movie that I saw with him with Cameron Diaz, Night and Day. Oh, Did you ever see yeah, that? Yeah, I did. That. Yeah. I mean, it's a light little... Co- <laughs> but... He tried, because you said he had to try comedy. He's like, yeah. he's action he hero, but he's comedy. And for him to make me laugh, I'm not a big fan of Cameron Diaz, but that was a good, pretty good movie. Everything but he's in, he's great. great Everything yeah, he's, 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 he's in, he's great. I've never been like, I really and dislike this Tom Cruise. I can't really say anything to right. his personality. It's just, you know. I want to hit a cut. like a guy with a lot of, a lot I of I just want to hit Jurassic World. Does anybody, and I, and I, I don't want to cut Tom Cruise. Do you have something else well, to say I just about Tom Cruise? I'm sorry. I think right now, the biggest movie star in the world, is it still Leo DiCaprio? I hope so. Probably not. I think not. not after Oscar, his Oscar, it's strange. Not I don't gonna, know. Yeah. Because I, I think, don't, I don't I'm trying to think of do. from this generation who moves the needle, and the only person I could think is Leo. I think he's the most respected. I don't think he does a whole lot. I mean, I love him, but I, I don't know how many people you know but now. Name me a really bad yeah. Leo DiCaprio movie recently. Name me a bad. I don't know. That's not. I mean, it's not like he does, but I don't think he also moves. But I think too. Movie, here's so. the thing yeah, I think nobody, about like, him. Everybody saw Wolf of Wall Street, but that was because of Wolf of Wall Street. It was like this funny, hey, like oh, we're doing like coke, like crazy. I like, love. Nobody him. saw The Revenant. They're like you know at least my. Right. He's got to yeah. stop doing but like everybody the in tragic the world, husband role. Everybody in the mm. world saw like you know Infinity War, but it's just, I think now like you were saying to the point where there's no one star that moves. You, know, you have to see the ensemble movies. You need to see. You have to have a. A-list cast or else people won't see it. He's got That's four true. movies in the hopper, Leonardo DiCaprio. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, she's the Black be. Hand. Who else is going to be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I will Everyone. tell you, uh, Killers, of the, Killers of the Flower Moon, and he's announced to play Theodore Roosevelt. He's in, playing Teddy? In a Roosevelt. In a movie. Who's in the movie? What movie did you want to know? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's also going to be Sinatra. Uh, they've well, been saying that for years. They've been oh, saying okay. that for years, but now Once it's... Upon a Time in Hollywood's got Margot Robbie, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Dakota Fanning, James Mars, and Timothy Oliphant. Al Pacino, who just <laughs> will keep going until they <laughs> will throw dirt on him. Kurt Russell, Damian yeah, Lewis, too, Luke Perry, Tim Roth, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> now, this movie is about a TV actor and a stunt double embarking on honesty to make a name for themselves in the film industry during the Charles Manson murders in 1969. Oh, isn't this a Quentin Tarantino movie? This is okay. a, yeah. It's a Tarantino also, movie. Yeah. But that to me is just like the Hateful Eight or something like that where he's going to get... Tarantino just slams people. Yeah, Tarantino yeah. just like, I'm going to get an A-list cast and then I'll just throw it and see what happens. We're going to put a wig on Pacino and Pacino's going to do a Leo's voice. And, but he also keeps movies. the same people. He keeps Leo now from Django. Like, yeah. uh, that, I think he keeps trying to make like a movie that's his best movie. And I think you made your best movies. Your first I two will say maybe were your the... best. Like they're great. Well, how films. difficult maybe is that though? Like look at Orson Welles, right? He made yeah. are amazing. Citizen Kane, and then after you hit a home run, like your first time at bat. It's so difficult to keep going. Orson like, Welles, I a home run, run a grand slam. Is, is yeah. the Mario and, and, and burned every bridge. Mario Puzo. 
He did the Godfather, right? No, the director. No, no, no. Not the director. Francis, Francis, Francis Coppola. Francis Coppola. He did the God. What do you do after that? Right, absolutely. You know, what do you do after The only that? one you could say and who really keeps Jack. going is Scorsese, who keep doing hits after that. Yeah, yeah, Scorsese. So the only thing, if you got five hours to kill. And the only thing I can say maybe to Quentin Tarantino is maybe it was just because I saw it in like 35mm. I went to see to see all that. Like maybe it was in this. But I really like The Hateful Eight. I like I loved it. But I mean, it's never going to be. But I think he's always it's trying never gonna to make a better out, movie than his first yeah. two. It's never right? going to beat Pulp Fiction. It's never going to beat Bro. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. But I did it. It was a well-made movie. But I also, like, I can do without... I mean, I like Jackie Brown. But, I mean, like, you know, Kill Bill. I like his But movie they're not going to be better. I just, like, even, like, Glorious Bastards, like, when he has yeah, to, like, say, it's like a masterpiece. It's like, I, to no, me, I, I didn't think Django Unchained was as good as everybody gave it credit for. But I also didn't think Glorious Bastards was. I didn't like Inglorious Bastards No, I like Inglorious Bastards is two scenes. But just on Tarantino, it's like, the we could have an entire podcast talking about Tarantino. Tarantino time. And we will. But he doesn't Tarantino But you, you, uh... You know, you, you you hit such home runs and you kind of become a parody of yourself yeah. where it's like he kind of does the same thing in a lot of well, movies. Well, it's exactly. to everybody, right? McConaughey, early in his career, was just a bongo drum naked guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, then, yeah. and then, like... And the rom-com dude. Right, He exactly. made a ton of rom-com movies. Then so he loses 50 so pounds and makes that... You kind of fit your, right. kind of your box. And right. it's very hard to do anything outside of that. You know, Downey is a great actor, but a lot of his parts are kind of like Tony Stark, where he's kind of like smarter than everybody, real right. quick. Yeah, he does a Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. He does Sherlock Holmes. He's where, great at Look, Sherlock he's Holmes. very, look, there, it's different parts, but it's the same. He's smarter than everybody. Right. He's quicker than you. He's hit with, you know, he's got the humor. Right. right. It's this kind of same it's kind of thing. It's hard for you not to look at him and see anything else yeah, but, right. you know, yeah. Iron Man or Robert Downey Jr. Now you brought up Jurassic World. Yeah, Jurassic mm-hmm. World, I wanted to say. And there's another one that, Zach, I know you're going to want to see. Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Just oh. throw those two in. Listen, <laughs> you, know, guys. You, can't, you cannot have a summer movie and have Mamma oh, Mia. I lost Listen. all respect for Pierce Brosnan. I loved him as 007. Oh, as soon as I, I, I heard him sing. I never wanted to hear I him sing. I could never see him be 007 Go ahead, what do you got? I have a quick point to make. Go. If you're an actor yes. and you're going to sing in a movie... You have to be able to sing. There right. you go. Like, That's a good thing. Why did they to just me, get a singer? Like, here's, no, but <laughs> like, here's the thing. I don't get it. I got so much respect for The Rock after he did Moana because I was like, "There's no, he can actually sing. And these people have been acting their whole lives. <laughs> What's his name? Colin Firth was in that too. He couldn't sing. Uh, James Bond. Can't sing. No, Alec Baldwin, when he did Rock of Ages, embarrassed himself. Oh, everybody. Everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, that, that. Tom Cruise. No one came out of that movie, Scott. 90% singing and 80% of your cast well, can't sing. Well, even right. uh, really. wait, what was the movie that came out with uh, Ryan Gosling and the... the, the La 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 yeah, like that movie, yeah. too. That, that, is, the, that is the most overrated movie of the past. Let's suck the dick of every movie that ever was made. <laughs> yeah, it's it's annoying, but like I, I that's my biggest pet peeve. And don't do accents. If you can't do accents, yeah, don't do. I accents. don't understand why some movies you have to have like you can't like just have the guy like, being from wherever so they are. The they have to, like I get it if you're doing a totally like British film or something like you're talking about you get a like British actor, <laughs> right? But if like Damien Lewis does a pretty decent accent though in. I have to say, in billions and in... in, in he, uh, he does a very good uh, American. He does. That's the thing. There's I don't guys care that if you can do it. Do it. Right. But if, like, there's a American Hustle where Jennifer Lawrence had to do that accent, and it was just so oh annoyingly 
Mm-hmm. Well, I can say, like, if anybody I saw Kevin too. Costner's Robin Hood, yeah, oh, that was so bad. He's taught he's English, then he's talking like I, he, yeah. he's Kevin Costner, <laughs> and then he's back to trying to be English. And I'm like, let it go. Cast somebody that can do this. This is just for Pat Espy. Prince of Thieves sucks, Pat. Prince of Thieves sucks. Sorry. I think we should just do like. If you, if like the role request, if not like if they're doing like a specific person, like you know a biography, like on somebody, okay, then I get the accent. But it's like if you get the actor and they can do the accent, and that's a like that's awesome. Keep in the movie. But if you get to like you're filming and you're in like was like day two, day three, and you see this person cannot do it, then just cut your loss and just have them well, do the because then that's all you're focusing right? on is a horrible to, accent. Back to the original like, how do you question. go through the whole movie with a horrible accent yeah, just and nobody's like, you, you know what, let's stop this right it. here. Um, like, we tried it, let's exit. Like, we tried, m- we tried m- it for a take. Mamma Mia 1 made no money, so I don't know why they're doing it too. And it's universally... <laughs> It's well, they've done about man. three now. Yeah. No, they've done two. This no, is the Mama second. Mia? No, they did no, Mamma Mia, like then they the did it. Now, then they're doing it. No, guys, this, no, this, guys. Is, the this is the second one. It's Mamma Mia, and then Mamma Mia, here I go Zach again. Zach knows it's Mamma Mia. Yeah, guys. So this is the third one. No, this is the second one. What are you getting? This is the third It wasn't Mama, Mamma Mia, Mamma Mia, here I go again. It was the one they did with Amanda Seyfried. When she this Mama this Mia, Mama Mama Mia. The first it one. just felt no, like this movie because it was forever. It was, it was terrible. <laughs> right? See how many there are. That because it's Mama not the Mama Mia trilogy. Yes. <laughs> no, no, they did the first one, but then they did one where she's where the girl that was in <laughs> Downton Abbey is playing. That's this one, Dad. That's oh, Mamma Mia too. Yeah, it's just coming out now. I've been seeing these commercials. I thought there was another one. Well, oh, that's so because, is, yeah, that's how bad this movie is going to be. They, are you been kidding? I thought it. that movie already came out. They're doing no. another one. No, this is the second one. No, yeah, oh, this is second. it's God. a prequel. Because I, I saw the commercials for this like in like January. Yeah, I know. Coming out with it I now. know because they want to oh, try and make the most money. Sorry, out of I apologize. They're really uh, shooting that dead horse right in the face. Now yeah. we're running. We're running uh, on time here. Well, but you I started want to talking know, about Mama Mia. I know. I killed. It. I didn't realize I was going. Here we go. I again. want to know favorite summer movie ever. Ever favorite summer movie? Like when you're you think of the summer, you think of oh man, I saw this in the summer. It was a great movie. I could start off if you want because I've got it. Jaws for me is the best ah, summer movie. Of course, mm. it's like it's it's perfect. It's got everything you want in it. Yeah, got everything. Mm. That's to me. But that's I mean I'm going over. Yeah, that's also the first day I went it. on with uh, mom too. Was like, oh, with Jaws. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, well, it's not even fair because Jaws invented the summer movie and Conrad. equally is the best summer movie. It invented the summer blockbuster. Like Jaws is is the best. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of one for me that. Sticks it because you know so many movies that that I love, but um, the A Team, the A Team, that was a great made Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. I mean, no. I saw that. I love. We that saw movie. it together. That was a lot of fun. We I really enjoyed that movie. In all seriousness, watch the TV show sometimes. The uh, <laughs> The Avengers, the first one they did together. That was to me. That summer was also a great summer. 2012. You had a lot of good movies come out that summer. That was also the summer with the Dark Knight Rises. Um, so to me, so that was a summer movie. Also, The Dark Knight Rises. Actually, you know what? The best summer movie of all time is The Dark Knight. I gotta just change. Yeah, the best you can movie. change. The whatever. Dark Knight. Okay. Heath Ledger. And I apologize I, for Mamma Mia before we end the show. Yeah, <laughs> I apologize for Mamma Mia. 
Mikey, which I mean, I would probably without a my answer. Is, yeah, that, I don't even I don't even know when that movie came out because the only time I ever saw it was on TV because it did not, not have it. a release window. It probably didn't but have a release. Quick shout to without a paddle, best nice. movie ever made. Okay. Yeah, do you want to see Dak Shepard? Uh, fucking Seth Green <laughs> and uh, Matthew Lillard for bumbling around in the woods for like an hour and a half. Was that an actual fun. summer release? I have no though? idea. Okay. But I, don't know, I will say actually it. say probably because I didn't see uh, Dark Knight in theaters when, but I yeah. saw Avengers. Like that, I'll yeah. probably say that was my summer movie. Like seeing the Avengers one after being their midnight release for Iron Man one was like yeah, cool yeah, to yeah. see the the lead up there. Yeah. I mean. Me and Steven, too, fun fed watch all of them leading up to see the Avengers. Yeah, we did. Melissa, what, yours? Uh, my favorite is... Big Daddy. <laughs> it's a little bit weird. <laughs> Big D, you know. Uh, I have It, because it takes place in the summer. Nobody knows that, but it actually takes place in well, the they summer. Well, release in the summer? I think the first one might have, but this one they released on Halloween. But I love that movie, because it's, uh, it's actually a summer, uh, summer movie. <laughs> You could watch it in the summer. I could okay. watch it in the summer, and I love horror. So anytime I can have well, a it, chance to watch a horror movie. It was, I mean... Can you pick an actual summer movie? <laughs> or do, do well, you answer the question? Just blow up the question, Days of Confused was released wow. in the summer. Okay. That, that I would have said, yeah. I love Same. Days of Confused. Uh, I've watched it. You know what? Just okay. Hotel Transylvania 3, some yeah, indication is that, that might be yours. Do you have one? Yeah, it wasn't... It's not the best... Summer movie uh-huh. that I've ever seen, but for me, it will. I will remember the day that it happened. I remember seeing it and being so excited about it. We saw Men in Black in oh, theaters. Wow. That's a good that was wow, Steven. Yeah. I will. I will be. That will forever be a time and a place that was when you're so excited about movies. It's the summer. It's yeah. what a summer movie should be. That's when I realized I'm Galaxy saying, Defenders. Yeah, here come the Men in Black. That was. Perfect. That summer was everything. So. Wow. Yeah. Right. So with and that, that movie is God, great. So no, I was saying that black. That was a great. Like, so yeah, it's going to be that for me. Wow. All right. So this is a pre-Father's Day uh, podcast. Thanks to Steve and Zach, of course Melissa for bringing the entertainment part to this, and Mikey for always just being you. I kept my Stephen for being the uh, the guy that brings us all together, and Zach the knowledge. Of Mama oh, my, Mia. My, my Mama Mia. Just, my Mama Mia monologue. That's the most angry I've ever seen Zach. I mean, he's all over me like hands and teeth. So Mama Mia. Like you don't question this man about Because I, 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 love, I, love I love the music of ABBA. <laughs> I love the music of ABBA. <laughs> the movie was so good. I A guy on PEDs coming at me there ripping Mama Mia. That you is the Stellan Sarsgaard and Pierce Brosnan in a movie, and it's not the best James Bond movie ever made. <laughs> exactly. Go fuck yourself. Sorry. So I thank you guys all He's for this. James Bond did he have more after that? And so ends the Happy Father's Day. Happy, Happy Father's, Father's Day, Day to all Day. the fathers, Ooh. and thanks for you guys, kids. because if it wasn't for you... It, I, my gifts were around this table. Wow. The best, pretty the best four. Gifts, yeah. No, no, no. I couldn't ask for better four right here. My core four. Core your core four. four. My core four. The Yankees had them, but I had them too. So, thanks for tuning in, and we'll do this again soon. Thanks very much. Thanos will return. Thanos will return.